Can we pray? As Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come and open the eyes of our hearts to the truth of your gospel this morning. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you'll come in power. Amen. Isn't he beautiful? He's so amazing, and you're pretty beautiful yourself, now that I can see you. No, I'm joking. I don't need it to see you, I need it to see this. (laughs) But friends, he is so kind to us, and even though we go through difficult, difficult times, he is so kind to us, and he's so good to us. I'm sure you would agree that the last while hasn't been the easiest for the whole world, right? Everybody has been going through a difficult time. And I know that some of you are going through very difficult times right now. And, um, you know, I know some of you that are in big transition, uh, others that have been struggling with health, um, other maybe heart issues, relational issues. Um, they're things that are very real. And I want to take off the mask this morning, and I want us to come and talk about a gospel that is real, that meets us where we're at, and that will transform today. It's not a religious persona that we put on, and everything's going to be kumbaya, but the power of God comes and meets us in the very place where we are right now. What you're going through this morning, that pain that you're feeling in your heart this morning about something, that thing that keeps you up at night, Uh, or wakes you up at three in the morning and you can't sleep or you couldn't sleep this week, that thing, that's where he wants to meet you. He wants to be real. And friends, I want to be part of a church and a gospel that embraces the reality of Jesus, not just a religious uh, veneer. And I'm also going through difficult times. Jacques uh, mentioned it at the moment. Um, Just facing quite a big betrayal at the moment. Um, But I will share some of that later. But what I wanted to do as part of this morning in getting real is that I want to share a testimony because, friends, you know, we've spoken, we've heard, always heard that a testimony is the, it's the spirit of prophecy. When um, God has moved and he's, he's done something in your life or in my life, um, it's, it's and, and we embrace that or you embrace something that's happening in my life or vice versa, it's like the spirit of prophecy to happen, uh, to do it again. We've heard that. But recently I heard Bill Johnson talk about, it, about our testimonies being alive, right? Because it's the very nature of God that comes and meets you or meets me in what we're going through. And his nature is on display. And it's almost like it's an alive thing. It's, it's something that's actually active um, and alive. It's almost like it's, it's food. And I, I think I shared this a few weeks ago, just, um, but I'll repeat it for those of you that maybe weren't here. Um, some time ago, I listened to, probably about two, three months ago, Bill Johnson's wife, Benny, had just passed away. Now, I knew of, you know, we've be, received a lot from Bill Johnson over the years, you know, in terms of a, just an apostolic father and just brings revelation and, and um, <clears throat> makes the word alive. But and there's been goodness to that, but is that just something he's preaching, or is it real? And friends, can I tell you, there's difference when somebody talks about something, and talks about something from where they've actually lived and owned it, and it's become real to who they are. It's a big difference, right? There's, there's a complete different authority, and it's in those moments that it's not like you're just listening to what some words that somebody's in, it's just going over your head. It's almost like you're eating from the very nature of who they are. You know, we are one in him, but we are also one in each other. And when it's something that's so authentic and real, it's like I can actually eat of your life when you, when you share what you've gone through because it was that, that testimony of the, the power of the, of the living God and all his magnificence that has been made real and given you a victory in something. And it's like you can actually digest that. And so I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we can both agree that um, we go through difficult things. You're going through stuff, I'm going through stuff. And so this morning I want to talk about how do we navigate going through things like that. And I want to, particularly through us understanding our union with Jesus, 
And because of that union, how we get to actually tap into his unlimited nature. Because we're in union with him, we get to tap into all the glorious magnificence that is Jesus, that is God. Through our union, we get to tap into that nature. And so we know that this is big. We've heard it with our ears. One, uh, 2 Peter 1 says that we've been given everything we need, right? We've been lavished. All of his, his goodness has been lavished on us. Uh, Ephesians 1, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has been given to us. Um, so we read these things. I'll, I'll read 2 Peter 1. It says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us, to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. We get to partake of his divine nature, right? So we hear these things, and it's, it sounds wonderful, but it only becomes real when it actually gets exercised out, or when you've actually digested and it becomes real, right? What you're going through at the moment when you read a scripture like that, you're good, right? We just follow that? Yes? No? Not so simple, hey? Not so simple. And so, friends, there's a very big difference between hearing something and, as I said, actually eating it and digesting it and it becoming one with you and you being able to actually digest the, uh, the nutrients of that very thing. If I had to... Has anybody here heard about a cruffin? Who, who here has heard about a cruffin? Show of hands? Cruffin, cruffin, cruffin? Okay, but like uh, not quite even a third of you. The cruffin is something that was developed by a lady called Kate Reed in 2013 in Australia. And it is a, basically what it is, it's a combination, a hybrid between a croissant and a muffin. Okay, <laughs> cruffin. And so basically how you make it, it's, it's like a croissant pastry inside a um, muffin tray that gets, I think it's called proofing, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a baker, but it gets proofed in there and then um, it gets baked in there and then it gets this like lovely, soft, crusty, um, croissant muffin that gets sort of baked, then gets filled with all lovely, gooey, delicious, wonderful things, right? So now, I mean, if you haven't experienced that, that's just something that is, it's an idea, right? It's, a, it's something you've heard of and you're probably never going to remember about a cruffin. But until you actually taste that light, fluffy, crunchy gooeyness of delight, um, <laughs> it hasn't become real to you, Right? What if I had to say that I have one here this morning? Yeah? Dom? You put your hand up. Yeah? Come. Yeah? You don't have to share. Come. It's, it's very good. Dom hadn't, hasn't had breakfast this morning. You're welcome. You can, you're welcome to go enjoy it at your... Um, I wouldn't, eh? No, you don't have to eat it here. I won't blame you if you go and get a cup of coffee and come back. Um, you're welcome to. But friends, we, it's like, I mean, it's a cheesy example, but I mean, it's an it's a example of knowing about something or actually, you know, where we, theory becomes reality. We're like, oh, that sounds good. Well, now Dom's going to get to taste it. And you can share it. We shared it between the five of us. Ask Mila. I heard that's like, oh, cruffin. I've never, what is a cruffin? So we were on our way on holiday and we, uh, we stopped off um, and we got one of these little uh, cruffin. I thought, oh, no, I have to try that because we don't normally eat gluten. I don't know why they don't make them gluten free. But, <laughs> but um, and we shared one of those between the five of us in the car. It was, that was a test of um, people's grace, I have to say. Um, but friends, Jesus starts off by calling his disciples and he says, come and follow me. Okay? He starts up by saying, come and follow me. And how does he end off his ministry with them? He says, come and eat of me. 
John 6. Because he knows that he's actually introducing this concept of union to them. He's like, come and eat of me. Something completely offensive at the time. In John 6, 30, uh, 53, it says, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Friends, he's introducing the concept of union, that we actually, you know, when you eat something, it becomes one with you. It, it, it comes into your system. And that's what he's saying to, to them. He's, he's introducing this concept that we will be one with him. And friends, it's, it makes a very, very big difference when you're going through something, how you understand the nature. We use the words new creation, um, that we've been made new, etc. As has been used this morning, to know about that versus to actually digest that makes a very big difference how you're going to navigate the things that come at you at life. Because in one sense, it's, it's me alone and Jesus out there asking him to come in and help me. And on the other sense, it gives us Jesus in here and we get access to his divine nature. Okay? His divine nature is actually right inside it and, ha- and we have access to it. In John 15... Jesus says to us, I am the vine and you are the branches. And then in John 17, he says, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them that they may may be one, even as we are one. This is the high priestly prayer that he's praying. He's praying to the father just before he's crucified, that they may be one, even as we are one. So Jesus and him, I in them and you in me, that they might become perfectly one. He's describing that it's, it's him in, G, in God, God in him, us in him. It's just this unbelievable, beautiful unity. And, you know, Romans tells us that we have been grafted into him. We've been grafted into the vine. We've been unified with him. And then Paul in Ephesians 5, when he's teaching us how to... Uh, uh, look after our wives um, so wonderfully. Um, he's explaining the importance and the, can I say, the mystery of this union that we get to experience with him. In Ephesians 5, it says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and f- hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Isn't it amazing? He's talking about a husband and a wife coming into union and then becoming one flesh. It's like, and he's like, this is a profound mystery. And he links it with, the, with us in the church. He says, this, is a prof- this mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. That same union that you experience between, that you, between husband and wife, where you become one flesh. See, friends, it's, a, it's quite a big deal, and that's why it's not about trying to live a moral life. We don't sleep around before we get married because there's a union that comes when we are with someone like that. It's a beautiful, mysterious, uh, wonderful thing that God in, um, developed and made as the foundation of society, actually. He, not only that... He makes it the foundation between the relationship that we have with him. This incredible, mixed, beautiful union to the place where the word says that we're not even our own, right? I'm not my own. This body is not my own. I am his. It's also Kirsty's. If I was like Jacques, I'd make a, like, isn't she lucky? <laughs> That's a Jacques joke, right? Um, I'm a lot more blessed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but friends, <clears throat> what I wanted to do is I wanted to um, get a picture that 
quite a little visual picture here of what uh, Vida introduced during our gospel discussions. We had um, a couple of Wednesdays ago at our home. We were just discussing the truth of the gospel. And if you were there, if you weren't there, she introduced this like this. She was doing like almost like a, a prayer, um, reflective prayer, you know, and talking about the vine and this, the sapling, you know. And so this is the, this is the vine. Um, it's a grenadilla vine, um, but it's still a vine. Um, and she was just giving this picture. It's like, this is the vine, and, this, and we, are the, uh, we are the branches. But do we see ourselves as the sapling? How do you see yourself? How do you see your salvation? Are you this, this sapling that is, was dead and was made alive, and you get to go through difficult things in, in life, and sometimes we get sort of bowed down, and sometimes we fall down flat on our face, and we make mistakes, and we go through difficult things, and life happens, and, and, and are you the sapling that gets to come and say, Jesus, I come to you for my strength. Come, you know, almost from outside, come and be with me. It sounds right. It sounds holy, even. It sounds de- like you're depending on him. Come and be with me. Come, and- Jesus. But actually, friends, that's not what the word says. The word says that we're not those that come to him for help. We are those that have been grafted right into him. We are completely one with him. We are not cut off from him. We don't come to him and then we fall away and then we feel bad about something or you're going through a difficult time and you've betrayed or whatever and you go or you've sinned and you've made a mistake and you go and you work your way up and you, when can I come back to him? At what point is it going to be good enough for me to come back to the Father? Versus actually the fact that we grafted into him the entire time. So when you're going through what you're going through or you fall or you, um, you make a mistake or whatever it is, it's not this like, oh my goodness, and this like work back period to get back to a place. No, you actually grafted into the vine. You write in the vine. You're in union with him. And so what do you get to do in those times? You get to lean back into who he is, and you, you get to get your source from the very innermost being of who you are because you are his temple. He lives inside of you. He's been made one with you. You get to fall back and draw from uh, from his strength, you get to draw from his forgiveness that is inside of you. Do you see the difference, friends? You're going through a difficult time. You're like, oh, Lord, I need to. It's like something from external has to come in in order for me to forgive or whatever it is that, you, you, that you're going through versus it's right inside of you. Easy access not work it up access, you have access to his very divine nature that is alive inside of you. And so how do you process when you're going through what you're going through at the moment? What's your process? Um, The church is often taught, just believe right. He's good. You know, you go through something, we must forgive, forgive. Just believe right. But it's not as easy as that, is it? It's not as simple as that. You know, a, a friend of mine, um, actually, we're, uh, Rowan McDonald. For those of you who don't know him, that's where Jacques, uh, Shane, Jacques' wife, Shane, is this morning um, at a journaling workshop down in the Midlands with, uh, with Rowan's wife. <clears throat> and, and something, a phrase that he coined or he, he came up with, he said, every uh, emotion that we have is an invitation to an encounter with Jesus. Right, So all of the emotions that we go through, um, whatever, it can be anger, it can be unforgiveness, it can be um, shame, whatever it, and the good ones, all of those things, it's not where you're meant to land, but you are meant to have them. Not like you're a Christian, you don't get to experience those things. No, no, you, you get to have them. You get to grieve, etc. It says, Blessed are those that grieve, for they will be comforted. Not blessed are those that deny their grief, and they will be comforted. 
So friends, what I'm saying is you need to go through the process of every emotion that's coming at you and every situation, but how do you process that? Because that's not where you're meant to land. That is an invitation to an encounter with Jesus, and he wants to rescue you in that space. Friends, it's a journey, and that's what I think there's been a disservice where we, we land on principles and, um, to, to, and five-step plans to, to, on how to do that. Because you know what? The way I grieve something is going to be different from the way you grieve something. Because how do you grieve? You don't grieve through a principle. or a, um, You grieve through a person. And his name is Jesus. And so what your relationship with Jesus looks like, that intimate space of speaking to him and then hearing back, is very different for Jacques as it is for me. And that's why you can't be clinical and say, oh, grieving, there we go. Here's the booklet. You know, oh, unforgiveness, here's the booklet. Um, we need to realize that we find our strength and our source in the presence of Jesus. In the vine, we draw our sap. But it's a relationship, not a principle. I skipped out telling my story. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I'm telling my story that to be real, okay? We can't just talk about things. It has to be real. So I want to share that, and I don't want to dishonor um, the, the person that I'm going through this with, so I'm not going to mention any names, etc. and you don't know, um, you don't know any, in any case. But I want to share the process just to be, to be real and say, how do we actually... How does this gospel make a difference in this, in this space? So I'm not saying this to feel sorry for me either, <laughs> please, um, because I'm not, I don't feel sorry for myself. Um, anyway, so the, the story is I've got a, a brother, a brother that I love, not a blood brother, a brother that I love yeah, from another mother, um, that I love dearly. I've known him for 22 years. I've worked with him uh, for 20 years. Um, he's, a, he's an amazing, amazing man, really. Like, I can't say enough good about this, about this guy. And he was looking for work 20 years ago, and we had just started our business in 2002, our signage business. And I was like, I can't let a guy like this escape. We couldn't afford to buy, pay him. But we said, like, come, I want to like, work with you, because he's just a really an incredible man. And, yeah, we've worked together for 20 years. And 15 of those years been partners in, um, in the business, and he's managed the business for, those, um, <clears throat> for the last 15 years. And we've gone on overseas trips together. We've, um, we've had times just countless, countless hours of just coffees where we just talk about like the things of the kingdom. It's like we hardly even, sometimes don't even talk about the business, but we just stir each other up in dreaming. And it's been a beautiful, beautiful uh, journey with this, with this man. Uh, we've even gone mudding together. Does anyone, has anyone watched Suits? <laughs> Who's watched Suits? Eh? Some of you. <laughs> no, not that kind of mudding. No, in the, in the Dead Sea where we, you know... But um, if you haven't watched Suits, never mind. Um, but the point is, like, this is just, this is a really a man I have very high regard for and, and respect. And two weeks ago, I got a, a letter from him saying that uh, his shares are for sale and he's basically, literally overnight, was out of the business. And he handles all of our sales, all of our project sales. He's got the relationship for the last 15 years. Um, and literally overnight, he was out. Um, because he had explained that his uh, friends of his were going to go into competition with, with us. So everything that he was doing with us, he's literally overnight going and going to become a competitor. And he holds all of our IP, all of that, you know. So I'm, like, trying to piece this together, like... One, like, how, like, 
how does this work, right? You're in these times of confusion because, like, this is a man that, no, that's, no, surely he didn't mean that. That's not who this guy is. Like, and then you go away and you, see, so I'm wrestling with this, this confusion and then the betrayal and then the, the chats and then the clarification. Now, actually, yeah, no, that is what he's, that he, <clears throat> excuse me, he's wanting to do. You know, is our business going to be able to survive? You know, suddenly there's no replacement. You know, he holds all of that information and he's just leaving. And so you can imagine in the moment a really, really difficult betrayal of 20 years. And so now how do you process that? And friends, it's a journey. And the things that you're going through, it's not just something where it's just like, oh, that's how you, you showed me the list. That's how you process that. So don't hear that if I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But I wanted to share some of my process through this, which I think I'm, I'm trusting that it will be helpful, that you can eat of that process and find that how I've been able to eat of the Lord's presence through this time in order to, can I say, come to a good place in a very quick amount of time. Because I've had, it's not my first rodeo. I've had this happen uh, 15 years ago through somebody else. Um, also, same, almost uh, identical um, scenario. And friends, the Lord has softened my heart where I know, you know, after that time 15 years ago, you fast forward five years and then you have the telephone call. Because God doesn't allow us to stay in those places of being hurt and offended telephone call, hey, so-and-so, do you mind if we get together for a coffee and, you know, forgiveness, reconciliation, become brothers again? You know, I'm like, I've, that's a memorial stone that I've got where I'm not going to go down that road again, where I'm going to have five years or however many, three years, not even three months of being in that place of um, putting up with, with division. It's not who we call to be. Even Paul in, the, in Corinthians says, you're behaving like mere men. You know, why not be defrauded, he says. Is it so bad to be defrauded that you would take your brother to court? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Take your brother to court. He's like, really? Can you not find a godly man amongst you to be able to mediate between these things that can bring, um, bring you back into a place of unity? So, friends, you're reading these things, and then you're challenged on them. And so I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to lead some of my process um, because we, we can process this with the Lord well we do we, I need to, so the one thing I did was go out I walk a lot um, to process with the Lord and so I was out on a walk um, just after this happened I think the, the next day and the Lord said just the, this thing of the fact that we can tap into his unlimited nature right so if I'm not my own and I'm in him and he is in me, if I need to find forgiveness, where do I find it? Lord, help me. Give me, um, give me forgiveness. Or do I find his forgiveness? Is it my forgiveness or is it his forgiveness? I think it's a bit of both. But I think the fact that we root it into him or his joy, or whatever you're needing right now, or his, um, his provision, the covenant provision that we have within him, we get to draw from our innermost being. Not our innermost being, him, this, ri- this river of living water that is gushing up from the innermost part of our, of our being. We get, to, we get to root ourselves in him. And so... <clears throat> And that I think that prompted the, the, this message for this morning, the fact that we can tap into his unlimited nature. The love that he has inside of him is incorruptible. That's the love that I have inside of me that I've got access to. The other way is taking, and, and now we're, we're vacillating on this journey, right? It's not just like, oh, I've got unlimited forgiveness inside of me, so therefore, oh, I just get to forgive, and that's done, right? It's the same thing as we can know this truth, and then life comes at us, and then we forget it, and we get renewed in our mind, 
and we forget it, and then we come back, and we hear the truth, and we're renewed. It's a journey. Forgiveness is a journey. Even though you can say, I forgive, then suddenly something else pops up, and you realize, oh, I haven't forgiven yet. Jesus, help me. But friends, what I'm hoping from this morning is that you will see that it's not something that's outside of you, but it's something that you, that's so hard to get. It's something that you've got such easy access to because of our union with him. Anything you need right now, you've got, can I say, easy access to it. It might be a journey, but it's not something you have to wind up or try and put on like it's something and then it falls off. It's actually something that's within you. And so the other thing is just being able to hear the voice of the Lord. You know, Phil talked about that in worship, how we don't just sing to God and then we finish singing. We sing to him and then we wait for his response. And that's how we've learned to journal, is to put down your, your thoughts, Lord, and like your most honest prayer, like, Lord, this, 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 this is what's like I'm going through. It's, you know, it's tough. And, 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 and journal it and write it out and process it. And then leave space and say, now, Jesus, and give the Father chance to reply to you as to what his voice, what does he have to say about this thing? And then I write. And I write what I feel like he's saying, him to me. And that becomes the, like, it becomes food because it's, this, it's the, the Father's voice to me about the situation. And, friends, as we do that, we grow in that and we grow in the confidence of hearing his voice. And then the other way we process is this way. Can I thank, I've, I haven't reached out to all of you, obviously, although I would have loved to have reached out to some more of you as we've gone through this, but it's been quite an intense period of a sudden flip, you know, of, of a switch. Um, but just the counsel that I've received this way, and I want to say we need each other when we go through difficult times so that we can receive what the Father is saying through. So, so in, this, in this journey of like process, you know, just getting such like, no, no, that doesn't mean don't act like a mere human, just throw it out, out the, you know, just roll over and, you know, say, Lord, you've got me, you know, I'm not going to go the legal route or whatever. Just bringing good counsel, balanced counsel, it's like, thank you, actually, yes, I was actually thinking this way in my mind. And now I'm thinking this way. And so we need to process through these things with each other, with brothers and with sisters that can come and give us what the Word says about what, we, what we're going through. And so that we land in a good place. And friends, can I say that this years ago would have totally floored me. It would have put me, you know, like, okay, we've got no more business. Um, the, the betrayal, the thing, it would have floored me for a long time. And the, and I, I'm not saying it hasn't been difficult. It has been very difficult. I, it's, it's trying to make, make sense with this. But just because of that key, the understanding that I'm in him and that I get to draw in, from him, it's been like a supernatural process for me. The last two weeks have felt like, I mean, like I said to Jacques, it's like this is the best of times. It was the worst of times. I feel a little bit like I'm in a bubble. I feel a little bit superhuman. Like there's, like there's some sort of a grace that's working within me that I'm like, I, shouldn't, I should be in a really bad space, but I'm not. And it's not taking away the emotion of it. But there's something that you realize like, oh my goodness, this is not me. This is outside of me. It's inside of me. <laughs> but it's something that's not from, because I know how I've reacted to things in the past. And just to experience the supernatural grace that he, um, that is inside of us, it's supernatural. And so, what's just amazing? This last Thursday evening, we were at the FMI conference uh, at Breakthrough Life, and so now I'm going through this like this real this my point of chaos, if I can call it that. Although I'm feeling like I'm floating into it or through it, there's, there's still a lot of chaos. And so I meet up with guys that I haven't seen in a long time. And you know those awkward moments where we've just finished and then the guy says, now go and find five people to hug, right? 
You know those ones? So anyway, okay, so I go, okay, let's go hug. So I go and hug this guy. <clears throat> I hug him, and I walk away, because now we have to find five people, right? Um, so I hug him, and then he comes back behind me, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, he like looks in my eyes, and he's like, Rob, like, what is on you? Like, he's just like looking into my eyes, and he's like, what is on you? Like, in my chaos, he's like, there's just such a peace like, what is that? That And he, he's like, I just feel like you're going to draw people to yourself. And he starts prophesying over me. The peace inside of you is going to draw people to you. And I'm like, sure, that's like, and I could feel, because I, I can feel there's something on me. It's not me. Like, not, I can't, there's, it's not me. And so in that space, I'm like, thank you. And anyway, so we, we leave, and then we're just about to sit down, and then is the next awkward moment. Now I find somebody to pray with, you know. Um, so then I find somebody to pray with. And as I start praying with this guy, he starts saying, like, Rob, there's something on you. Like, so I'm like, and he starts to prophesy over our business, over our ministry. He's prophesying increase. He's prophesying into these opportunities that he doesn't know about that have actually just sprung up. And he's prophesying over that. And he's like, there's an anointing. It's just like, I see something on you. There's like, like the oil that runs off of Aaron's beard. Like there's, his presence is like, is, is all around you. And friends, that's like, that's, I believe, our privilege as sons and as daughters of the living God that we get to tap into the abundance the riches of heaven, everything in the spiritual realm we get access to. Not these principles, the very person and nature of God, the very person and nature of Jesus, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the wise counselor that is inside us and leads us through all of these things that we go through in life. That's our privilege. And that's the the, the journey that we're on. So, friends, I want to quickly read two scriptures, and then we're going to, we're going to move on. So, 1 Corinthians 3, For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the, or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ's, Christ is God's. We've got access to everything everything that we need, right? Not like just the, we're not coming for the crumbs. We've got access to the entire world. Everything is at our disposal and our disposal. And we are in him and he is in us. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him, in all speech and in all knowledge, even uh, even as the, sorry, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? The whole way through, you're going to be you guiltless because you write. You're being sustained by the very sap and life and righteousness of Jesus that flows through you. And so, friends, I want to say to you this morning that you are not a sapling. You're not the sapling that needs to come to Jesus for his help. You are tapped into him. And unlimited love, unlimited forgiveness, unlimited hope, unlimited joy, unlimited provision, unlimited power. That means without limit, these things are ours to access in Jesus. And in this life, we will have trouble, but take courage, for I have overcome. That's what Jesus says to us, because he knew that you were going to be so rich. You've got everything that you need inside of you to deal with what you're going through at the moment. Not in your independence, but in your complete dependence. So I want to go into a time 
of um, just digesting him, right? So we're going to go, Jockey, don't you want to start? And, and Yanni, would you mind helping? We're going to go into a time of communion. <clears throat> um, Alicia, Pete, don't you guys want to come up? And I just thought, don't, don't eat and drink yet. Um, but I just thought we can go through a time because I know you guys are going through stuff. And I think my prayer for you this morning, my one prayer is that you would digest, that this would be made real to you, this, the sense of what it means to be in union with him. Because that's going to be the thing that's going to get you through what you're going through at the moment. And that's the thing that's going to make you grow and flourish When I was out buying this yesterday with Jude, he's like, and I was looking, oh, should I get this or should I get the grape, you know, like the real vine? And he's like, no, Dad, this one will give them fruit. <laughs> we planted one of these in our house, and it's about 12 meters. Outside our kitchen window, the whole thing is from one of these. And so I wanted, who has that spoken to this morning? Who would like to have this? Lynn, don't you want to go and plant that? at your house and let that be like a picture for you just as it grows that it will just remind you day in and day out as does the word but that's a visual picture we need to be going to the word and to him but just growing in union with him and so I pray that as you don't you want to close your eyes Um, sit or stand and I'd love for just Alicia just as we go through this time just now she's going to play that song Beautiful Jesus and as you eat and as you drink just as, as though you're eating the very flesh and the very blood of Jesus you're being made one you're digesting him I want to I want you to use your imagination allow the Holy Spirit to inspire your imagination to what it does it mean to be one with him i'd like you to contemplate that i'd like to you to contemplate your union with him your complete forgiveness the fact that you is none of your works not one man can boast because it's what he has done for us it's what he has given us access to and he will sustain you till the end guiltless And so as they play, I don't think we're going to have any specific ministry time. Allow the Holy Spirit that is inside of you to minister to you. Just let this be a very personal, intimate time of communion between you, Father, Son, and Spirit. And I pray that He will give you, just even in this moment, keys on how to deal with the situation, the pain, the thing that you're going through at the moment, whatever it is. Let him give you keys because he is the one that is going to sustain you. So in your own time, you're welcome to eat and drink.
this is not just words and so for my prayer for this morning would be that the Holy Spirit would come and would confirm the word with signs and wonders this is not a kingdom of, of words it's a kingdom of power and so I just trust that the Holy Spirit in this moment is going to meet you in a very very powerful way If your difficult time at the moment is, um, is health and you're struggling in your body, I trust right now in the name of Jesus that he would bring healing to you. I trust now as you lean into him, as you draw from the sap that is in him, that you will find the grace to forgive. those of you that are saying but Lord what about this but what about this he sees that he sees that ask him what he says about that what does he say about that because he will tell you I just feel like in this moment, things are literally going to just break off. Chains are going to fall off. Things that have bound you in cycles of going round and around, and you haven't let go of these things. Things are going to break off. Some of these things are still a journey but there's going to be a great crashing of chains to the floor. And you're going to walk away lighter. So Jesus, unless you show up and you do these things, nothing changes. And so we just want to say that we are completely dependent on you. We are completely open to you. And we say right now, come with your great love, with your great tenderness, with your great compassion, and your embrace. And I pray that you set people free. And if there's anyone here that is struggling and you're feeling guilty, if there's any guilt or shame of any kind, I pray that Jesus right now reveals his face to you and that you see in your mind's eye, you see Jesus' eyes looking straight at you. And that in those eyes, there's no condemnation, there's no judgment, there's just welcoming love 
And he says to you, my son or my daughter, this is why I came. This is why I came to lead you into this place of freedom. Let me take that from you now. Friends, I think we're going to I'm going to end end there. And you're welcome to stay and allow the Holy Spirit to keep ministering to, ministering to you. Just if you want to sit in your chair, and that's, that's good. But I want to encourage you that as you go, you're not going from this place of His presence, but that it actually goes with you. If you choose to lean into Him, He'll keep ministering to you. Maybe today is like the very first time some of that concept that I've got access to Him right inside of me. That he goes with me. Maybe that's the first time you've heard that. What a wonderful day to start that journey, knowing that you've been invited into this glory to glory kingdom. Because no matter what we're going through, he's there and he's with us. And so just let him minister to you as you go. And yeah, I just asked Pete and Alicia just to play for a little bit longer. If you want to sit, you're welcome. If you're wanting to go and enjoy each other and grab coffee or or maybe you want somebody to pray with you we very we need each other as well so you if you are wanting prayer just either come and ask up here or lean over to a friend and just say won't you pray with me because sometimes we need to just seal these moments and yeah seal them so god bless you friends we will see you on wednesday come we're not trying to get you to a prayer meeting it's way too good for that. <laughs> They're good times, so come and join us if you're able to. Um, but otherwise, go in peace and uh, have a beautiful week. I love you guys.